is the Sweetie Darling Podcast with your hosts, Ryan Cloutier and Peter J. Lewis. Welcome to the number one LGBTQ podcast covering culture, crap, and current events. What the fuck is happening? Peter probably has COVID, <coughs> Ryan is going vegan, and finally, dogs in the White House. Let's fucking do it. Hi, sweetie. Hi, darling. How are you? It's been so long. It has What has been. happened? What has happened since we've... Hey, what's happening? What happened? What happened? Been a roller coaster, right? Like, I just, I was, you know, busy working and I know you have a schedule and we kind of just, whatever happens, it just kind of gets away from me. And then you're like, oh, it's been four weeks. Shit. And then I yeah. was like, well, I should probably write the group and then... Nobody wrote the group until Noah did. But it wasn't because I was like, I'm not writing the group. It's just like, oh, I got to write the group and figure out when we're going to do another one. Right. Well, I think the problem was like, when can you do it? It's like, well, I'm working Wednesday and Thursday and Tuesday, and I can do it before like 4 4 a.m. on a Yeah, 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 exactly. When can you do it? Like, ah, I'm I'm busy at 4 a.m. Yeah. We'll carve out some time. It's It's been good. You know, so I was working, and then Miss Brown... Kate Brown decided to give us another four weeks of lockdown, so I have oh. been, I've been furloughed for four weeks. Lucky so, you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to miss it. I was doing really well, so yeah. I'm hoping to get back to it. Part of it is a lot of salesmanship, and I'm finding out I'm really good at it, which I never oh, yeah. knew I was as good at it as I am. And part of it is being a part of something and having, like, you know, interactions with people. Which yeah, is yeah, one yeah. of the things that you kind of miss when you're locked down and, and it's hard to just go and be social. Yeah, um, for sure. That, you know, if you're in an environment where you're beating customers, sort of mask, mask to mask, is that? Yeah, Instead yeah, of yeah. face to face? Yeah. Where, uh, you know, but at least you're talking to people, you're out there, you're, you're being productive and that brings some value. And I can imagine for a lot of people just like, oh, sitting around for four more weeks isn't, pleasant i think of it as like oh my god that'd be amazing because i haven't had a break this whole you know covid time my job stayed busy although i had a bunch of vacation days so i was gonna take a vacation but since you know we can't do anything or go anywhere right i i have all these use it or lose it days so i'm just taking like a vacation day every week just a little like you know take the pressure off and have some more time to do things I want to do. And so that's been nice. That is nice. Are you still running? I run. Yeah, I ran to this morning just before the podcast. Are you still not smoking? No smoking. Everybody. That's so cool, Ryan. Good for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> but what's so, fun about okay. running, I'm just trying to get, you know, like, oh, 10,000 steps or whatever. Since sitting at a computer all day and working is like, you don't realize how bad that is for you and how like not walking (laughs) i was looking at my like step counter which i never paid attention to and it's like oh yeah i'd walk like maybe two thousand steps a day if i got off my ass and went to the grocery store which i walked to because it's five blocks away and so now i'm making an effort to get in those steps whether it's running hiking or even like walking you know take walk for like three or four miles but it's fun because I'm like exploring the neighborhoods around my house and looking at like the cool like historic homes and stuff. And it's just nice to do some urban exploration and kind of keep fit at the same time. Yeah. That's so cool. Good for you. Yeah. I have not been. I've been lazy, but I've been 
fighting a cold, I think. So it's just been like, ugh, I got to get up. Try not to <coughs> cough everywhere. Oh. Because you also don't want people to think you have the COVID. So. COVID. And uh, I haven't been to any super spreader events, so I think I'm okay, but you, you haven't never been know. to any Trump rallies? Well, yeah, the, uh, those, of course, but that's different. The Million MAGA March? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where the power of Christ, he protects me from the COVID. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Biden won the election, right? That's what I heard. Yeah, that's very, what I heard, too. Very anticlimactically. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, but, you know, Trump supporters are, I guess they organized their million mega march that maybe like 10,000 people came to. And it reminded yeah. me of when Trump got elected the first time, and there's that women's march, and everyone wore like vagina hats, those pink vagina hats, you know, mm -hmm. or uterus or whatever. Pink pussy hats. A womb. And so now it's just like, Trump supporters wearing like red like ball sacks on their head, yeah, right, and marching around. So it'll be. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? So <laughs> speaking of, I don't know how to transition to anything. Oh yeah, who <laughs> you want to talk about next? Well, let's talk about Claudette. Claudette. While we're while we're here. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. This comes kind of on the heels of a lot of this, like, uh, Black Lives Matter kind of civil rights discussions. I saw something pop up somewhere, just randomly, on the internet, as it tends to do, about an individual named Claudette Colvin, who's still alive. She's 81. She's like a nurse assistant. In 1955, she refused to give up her seat on the bus in Montgomery. Right. And... This was nine months before Rosa Parks famously didn't give up her seat on the bus. So I was looking into it a little bit, and it's just kind of interesting that, uh, like, some of her backstory, she was 15 years old, a high school student, who was a member of the NAACP Youth Council and mm. knew Rosa Parks. Like, Rosa Parks was her mentor. And so Claudette Colvin kind of had that activism, you know, streak in her, in her blood. Yeah, got into the situation where she was asked by the bus driver to give up her seat for um, a white woman because all the white people's seats were filled up and uh, she was with someone else and they both initially refused and then police were called and she was arrested. Sexually harassed all like on the way to the police station by white police officers booked, you know, the whole getting arrested thing. It wasn't a thing it wasn't a moment that sparked like a civil rights moment you know like rosa parks right. and that was like an intentional decision by the naacp like who's gonna be the activist that gets recognized that kind of is the torchbearer of this movement and it's you know rosa parks was seen as like yeah white people like rosa parks she has lighter skin and better hair this girl's 15 years old and I uh, think she'd gotten pregnant by a, from a married man. So that disqualifies her from, you know, being the face of a movement like that. It's just kind of interesting in the context of now when we have pivotal moments like uh, Trayvon Martin or George Floyd, that people tend to look at them like, well, he was a criminal. Well, what was he? It was If he hadn't been breaking any laws, the police wouldn't have been called. And you look at someone's backstory rather than like the actions or the actions they took or what they represent or what they've kind of manifest and you kind of diminish it because 
they're not perfect people. And yeah, and so it was just interesting how it was calculated, Rosa Parks, not to diminish what she did or the role she played in the civil rights movement. But, you know, it's just interesting that we recognize Rosa Parks. We named streets after Rosa Parks and Claudette Colvin. You know, there's no statues or schools named after her. Yeah, and it's what's interesting about that, too, is that it is, whether we want to admit it or not, it is a PR game for a lot of these movements, especially the civil rights movement. And then they made that choice. It was an ignorant choice, but it was a, one that they made because they thought they were being prudent and they thought they were protecting the movement by not having someone with a, an unwed black mother, an unwed black teenage girl couldn't become the face. I think even Rosa Parks said something along the lines of, uh, if the white press got a hold of that information, they would have had a field day. They'd call her a bad girl and her case wouldn't have a chance. And it's so interesting because partially it's true, but it's also like, can we give people the benefit of maybe being able to see past things? I definitely think she should get a statue. She should get talked about. I think we're doing that now. And I think that's such a great thing. There's so many of those people's names that we don't know. But Rosa Parks did did do a great thing, but that was carefully orchestrated by the NAACP and the people in Montgomery to be done how it was done. You know, like she was picked because of how she looked. You were just saying that. So I think it's, it's so weird. Yeah. And I think the same, you know, when you think about, oh, Barack Obama became the first black president. And I think a lot, a large part of it is because he wasn't too black, you know, like finger quotes. He was like, approachable and friendly kind of black person that you know he fit a mold that i think was seen as like more unthreatening yeah no unthreatening and that's what people want but speaking of black women that are powerful and amazing i was just i got really interested in stacy abrams so stacy abrams ran for governor in 2018 against brian kemp i believe is his name and he was a republican uh, state's attorney, and he had a lot of influence in the election by throwing out registered voters. So, Stacey Abrams ran for governor of Georgia in 2018 against Brian Kemp, the then state's attorney who had a lot of influence over the years of casting out registered voters for a lot of dubious reasons. And then you don't find out in Georgia that you're unregistered, that your vote or your Registration has been disqualified until you show up, and then you can't re-register at the time of uh, of voting. So there's a lot of, you know, that's called voter suppression. It's like the very definition of how do you get rid of, how do you rig an election to win? So definitely we know that happened to Stacey Abrams. So Stacey Abrams, instead of, and instead of getting bitter and angry and kind of going into her own place or whatever, she decided, well, I'm not going to let this happen again to anyone else, and she started a uh, project and just really kind of got out there and did some of the real grotty work of making sure people's votes are counted, making sure people are registered. And I'm just really proud of her, and I really think it's awesome that she got out there and did something with her kind of anger, because I'm all for She turned lemons into lemonade. Yeah, and I'm all for that. Like, I, I live for a waiting to exhale moment. I love the idea of lighting someone's car on fire and walking away. You know what I mean? I love a revenge story. Yeah. But I like, I like a revenge a, story with a revenge a story that has, 
Yeah, positive outcomes. Positive outcomes and, I mean, I know, I know how we all feel about the election. And we're tired and da-da-da-da-da. But I will say I did cry. We were at, I was at work and when they gave their speeches, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and listening to Kamala speak was one of the most inspiring things I've heard in a long time. Just listening to someone on that stage kind of put together some coherent thoughts. The first female vice president of color. What an amazing thing. So I'm so proud of that and happy that I supported that ticket, even if it wasn't my first choice. And And meanwhile, Hillary Clinton's backstage, like, (laughs) snapping pencils, like, (laughs) I think maybe. Yeah. I, I hope she's more... I mean, I think her new image of as a grandmother is more helpful than that. But she could. She's probably not. She's probably too happy, you know. But also, she conceded right away. She wasn't someone. Anyways, I don't want to get too too far <laughs> into the weeds in that. Oh, we all know. We all know. We know what's going on. But you can't. Anyways, you can't stop history. I'm yeah. very happy. Anyways, so Stacey Abrams. Just yeah. an amazing woman. Amazing. And when you look at the margins, it's quite likely that her actions alone kind of like uh, set the outcome of Georgia and maybe other people in Pennsylvania, Michigan, et cetera, like took similar action, you know, kind of making sure people's votes are counted, making sure people see the value in voting and get to Pokemon Go to the polls, as Hillary yeah, yeah, would yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to segue into things. I forgot. I'm like rusty. Kamala wore a gorgeous gown, and so did Harry Styles. In, oh, uh, yes. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't think she wore any gowns yet, though. That's uh, inauguration night. Jill Biden, Bench. though. I'm excited. And His we're gown? First dogs. First dogs again. Okay. <laughs> no universal health care, but first dogs. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> my student loan debt like feels otherwise but who cares <laughs> anyway harry styles on vogue right uh-huh. did you see i did i thought he looked pretty good yeah he's very handsome although he's very sexy he has extra nipples though i noticed i think it's interesting that um <laughs> i would say maybe vogue missed the mark a little bit well only in that there are some other people of color who have been doing this for a long time, such as Billy Porter, yes. uh, other people that could have maybe been more representative of diversity. Dennis Rodman. It's just like, well, Harry Styles is a very nice looking white boy, and I wish we could see more white people on the cover of Vogue. So I'm glad that that happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, as long as there's more white people, maybe next week. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's kind of what we need to see at, at this time. But he's very handsome. He's a handsome young man. I like well, I just music. like the reactions of people who are just like, oh, got to clutch the pearls because a man's wearing a dress on a magazine. Yeah. And I'm Ben Shapiro. I can't, you know. Did he? I didn't see I, it. Did he? I'm pretty sure, you know. God, I love Ben I Shapiro. I saw stuff. And then I'm all just noise. It's all just noise. Yeah, he's a handsome young man, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, talk to me about The Crown. <gasps> it's back. Season yeah. four. The crown is back. <laughs> Have you seen any of it? Probably not, right? No, no. You're like, no, why would I? So it's the story of the royal family. It's told from the point of view. Well, it's told from the whole point of view. Basically, it's told from when Queen Elizabeth's father 
his brother abdicated the throne for another, for Wallace Davis. And there's been a lot of movies about that. And uh, so he had to become king. Then he passes away. And Elizabeth has to become queen. So it's like, do you have an older brother? I don't remember. Let's say you have an I have an older brother. He passes away. Then I got to go take care of his family. Basically, it's the same kind of. So she had to become. She was never meant to be queen. They were never meant to like. They were second in line. And he would have should have lived forever and been king. So anyways, it's told through that kind of lens. But we're up to the Princess Diana storyline. So remember the 80s? Kind yeah. Of. Do you remember the 80s? And she's like dancing in leotards and she's doing her ballet classes in Windsor Palace. And he's uh, Charles is out there boinking Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, yeah. And they all kind of look like the parts that they're playing. Like they all look like Diana and Charles. But da- Charles so, is such a dick. Yeah, yeah. what a sleazeball. But I'm, I mean, I'm fascinated by the royals, the whole just thing that it exists and these are people, but in these roles and it, under the scrutiny and under these microscopes. And so I haven't seen it. Is it more kind of dramatized? Is it more like a documentary style? Straight dramatized. Drama. Straight, oh, okay. Straight is it historically soap accurate? Opera. No. I mean, okay. it is ish, but okay. I mean, it would be like me guessing how you react to the election night and then writing a play about it. I would just infer what I know about you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would probably get part of it right, but I would be putting words into your mouth that you probably never said, but I could get the gist of it just because I know you or so if you were really public about yourself and somebody wrote a play about Ryan, you know, there'd be a lot of snark. There'd be like, some cigarette smoking in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like we could do a pair or like we could do that of you, which now I'm thinking is a great idea. We should do this. Yeah, I should. I'm going to write a Peter play and you write a Ryan play. Right. And so it's like. And I'm just going to infer like your entire backstory in history that just based off the bits and pieces that I've heard and then right. fill in the rest with whatever. Right. My so yours would be like in, like in Maine. <laughs> and so I'm picturing lots of so, Chris, Chris Falls and like you're yeah. in a trench coat and like. It's a peacoat. And like, you know, you have one of those scarves on that's red. So it really pops mm-hmm. with the blue, the navy blue of oh, the peacoat yeah. that is from the sailors. But you're also there like, hey, sailors, because you're a big slut, right? And <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm, anyway, so it's basically like that. Because it's, and you have to make it interesting. You have to like speed up the timelines. You have to like leave stuff out. Like Princess Anne was kidnapped. They never brought that up on the show. It's all the things that are weird, but I think it's it's quite good and quite fun to watch, and it's a really fun guilty pleasure. Oh, good! It sounds fun. It Although, is fun. The idea of writing a play about our our uh, lives is fun too. It's my first half, just me drunk all the time, pretty much, and I'm tearing up couches and <laughs> peeing in sinks. Well, that's after. That's the second act. That's a second act. It's a three act. You get a three act. It's a third act redemption kind of moment. Kind of, yeah. Kind, kind of, of getting your shit together. Because yeah, 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 the okay. first acts, you're kind of like your origin story, and then the second act is you being Peter that I've known for however long I've known you, and then the third act is kind of like within the last year and in, into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. 
So then it just shows me in 20, 2038, just kind of wheezing. <gasps> yeah. With my grandkids, <laughs> all my grandkids around me. Allowed only two Marlboro cartons a day. <laughs> Forced to sit on my female eunuch. Oh my God. <laughs> that was an oh, AbFab yeah. quote, by the way. I know AbFab. Oh my God. Oregon news. Local news. So remember that show Home Improvement? I do. All right. So you know how they're like the three boys and then Tim Allen. And I've been seeing Tim Allen all over Twitter for some reason. I don't know. Is this the meth kid? Go. Uh so yeah, the older one, Zachary Ty Bryan. He's like the blonde one. Anyway, he's like my age, right? So a couple years younger than me. Anyway, he lives in Eugene, apparently, and was uh, arrested for beating up his girlfriend. I know. So he's doing good. Well, I didn't know he lived in Oregon. What does he do down there, did you read? Uh, beats up his girlfriend. Is that an occupation now? It must be. I mean, I, he doesn't act anymore, so I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't find he was an interesting enough person to like really research and figure out his... Uh, no, he had, he had a wife. They just split up. Then they have some kids. And then he has this girlfriend that he lives ah. with in this apartment in Eugene, Oregon, that he beat up and got arrested for strangulation. Unlawful strangulation. Do you think it's lawful? Lawful is like consensual, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. No, I don't know, Ryan. I don't have... I have, I have regular lube that has never <laughs> been on a pumpkin or a spice. I'm, yeah, you're. Right. I am very you're, vanilla. You're so vanilla. You're unscented. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. And the other news. Oh, if you ever want to know what happens when a Tesla crashes at high speed, oh my god! People in, people in Corvallis found out because it just shoots batteries everywhere. Apparently, the thing's just full of little batteries. Really? And if you crash it at high speed, these little batteries shoot out, and like they like burst out of the car and like like smash through people's windows and stuff. Someone had a battery. They're sitting in their living room and a little battery lands in their lap oh from my a God, Tesla that crashed down the street. So I was driving down 205 and there, there's the one that goes off to Hollywood. Uh-huh. It's like a ramp that goes up like whatever. And I saw this little, it would look like one of those mini cars, smart cars. Oh, yeah. But it was on fire and it was like the end of the fire. So it was just, so traffic was backed up. You know how you're like, mm, what the fuck? Why is everybody slowed down? And, you know, because everybody has to stop and look. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's not that. And then as I'm going by, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm part of yep. the problem. You but are. It was really, We're all part of the problem. It was really interesting. Like, I hope, first of all, I hope everybody was okay. Second of all, like to see a car like, like my car is lovely and I love it. But I think it would hold up a little bit better to a fire. But it could be wrong. But I, I think it, just, it, it looked, doesn't looked like, really matter. It's just, I think uh, it just looked like balsa wood. Is burning a bunch of batteries in fire worse than just burning whatever is in your car? At that point, it was probably McDonald's. No kidding. Some McDonald's wrappers crumpled yeah. up on the floor. It's click pen time. We're going to get it out of our systems. Ready? I gotta make sure it lands on that. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm good. All right. Yeah. Very good. That one goes out to Noah. Oh, and what else? This isn't local news, but um, Noah wanted me to talk about the hurricane season. Oh, yeah. This is always fun. This is always fun. Peter loves this part. 
Yeah, no, actually, I really do. I well, it's been a fight. very interesting couple of weeks because the okay, so the hurricane season, if you've paid attention, kind of mm-hmm. got an early start, and there was like a long succession of tropical storms, which are not quite hurricanes, but they bring a lot of rain and you know unpleasantness, and and so the season had a lot, a lot, a lot, like record number of storms, but they weren't like big storms. And now that it's like the end of the season, we're starting to see like these monster storms, two of which, and now we're in the Greek alphabet. So when you run out of storm names, you go into the Greek alphabet, alpha, beta, kappa, eta, eta, is Uh a a category four that struck Nicaragua. And then two weeks later, iota, which I think is pronounced like Yoda in Greek, Yoda. Uh, anyway, Yoda came and struck Nicaragua as a Category 5 in the same spot. But these are very like rapidly intensifying late-season storms. And before what I was saying, with like, I think something we're going to see more of with climate change is rapidly intensifying land-falling storms, which is a dangerous situation when, oh yeah, there's a tropical storm out there, and 24 hours later, there's a Category 5 storm like barreling straight towards you, kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. In an environment like that, people can't escape from easily, especially like the Atlantic coast of Nicaragua is very rural, very, uh, it's not very populated. So that's a good thing in this situation. But the people that right. do live there, I think there may be one road out of that whole region. <sighs> like essentially, it's a different country and people right. in the, like um, Pacific side of Nicaragua, I don't even real- realize that there's like this eastern part that touches the Caribbean. So, so it's situations where these storms just sort of show up out of nowhere can be very dangerous. <sighs> and we still have, well, we technically still have two weeks, but who knows what's going to happen in this season? We might have like 10 more storms. We might oh. run out of Greek letters. Then what do we do? <laughs> Ooh, the Mayan alphabet. Mayan alphabet. No one know what the fuck we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, the undoing. Oh my gosh. Is it your undoing? It is so fun. So, Hugh Grant, Nicole Kidman, HBO Max, HBO. 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 But it's basically Nicole Kidman running around breathlessly talking to her lawyers and her sons and just being really desperate. And it's really fun. So a woman dies. I don't know how to explain it. A woman dies. Her husband is accused. All the evidence points. Where does it point to? Kind of thing. Like there's twists and turns in every episode at the end. You're like, what the fuck? Holy shit. I love these kind of shows. I love these kind of shows and movies, but I'm also like, like, you know how, like, what was that? Uh, where she, he sees dead people? The movie? Yeah, what was that movie? Sixth. Oh, the sixth, sixth, sixth sense. sense. That's a hard word to say. Sixth. sixth. Sixth sense. So that was a great movie, right? I don't mind some twists and turns. I just don't like it when it's like, that's all a movie has. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're leading you down this path, and then it's all of a sudden like, oh, actually, we're on a movie set, or something like that. That drives me and sometimes it's like 
they're the twists and turns are like, all right, now you're expecting them because they're just putting yeah. all these twists and turns in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just and like, oh. a good twist and turn should be unexpected. It should be like, whoa, I did not see this happening. That yeah. wow, that's cool. Not like, all right, what's the next? Oh my gosh, wow, she turned out to be a man. Yeah. Couldn't see which that one coming. Which they can't do anymore. No, but they did in Ace Ventura. <laughs> and that's the last movie I saw. So that's my that's I haven't seen Ace Ventura. I don't think I've ever seen it. Reference. I am not a huge Jim Carrey fan. <gasps> what? I mean, I like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I like the Truman Show. He had a like couple good movies, but uh, he's kind of like um, like a little one note, you know? It's like rubber face kind of. Yeah, Did you funny, see? LOL. Have you seen him do any Joe Biden? Yeah, and it was like, seemed tortured. Yeah, really? It seemed like, you know, Fire Marshal Bill or whatever his character on in Living Color, I think. Yep. It was kind of like tortured like that. Like, okay, yeah, I can, t- you know, one sketch, it might be a funny concept yeah. or premise, but like carrying that character. And if he stays on to do it for the next four years, it's just going to be like, all right, you know, like I get tired of Alec Baldwin's Trump impression. It's Alec Baldwin gets tired of Alec Baldwin's Trump impression. Oh, I'm sure he's. You can kind of see it on his face. Like, I'm losing energy. I'm not feeling very well. I'm Don't sorry. lose energy. I am going to go vegan. Oh my God. Are you really? Just for a week. Just to see what happens. Who? As um, a kind of fun thing to do. What influenced this choice? I mean. I was just talking to my friend who's vegan and I was like, what do you eat if you don't eat meat? You know, how do you, I think the discussion was, do you replace meat? or animal-based products with sim- like facsimiles. Like I was talking about um, like corn, Q-U-O-R-N. It's like a meat substitute or impossible burger. Do you want something that replicates meat or do you want to embrace ingredients that aren't meat and, and bring those to new life? Like would you use beans and chickpeas in new ways or would you want something that like looks like a steak or mm. looks like chicken, you know? Which... I haven't tried much of, so I think I'm going to try some of. I just want to be able to kind of explore different ways of using food that I don't normally do because I eat meat, and that's what I go to for protein, right? So what did your friend say? Like, how do they navigate that? Do they like a steak that is not a steak, or do they use? Uh, Mostly just like vegetable ingredients and plant-based ingredients that aren't trying to copy although you know i'm like oh you use like pretend cheese (laughs) that's trying to you know be cheese Mm -hmm. i i don't know i'm just i cook a lot of vegan stuff like i make soup that's vegan and quite enjoyable and also i was thinking like in terms of like ethical treatment of animals Mm -hmm. the environmental impacts of eating meat i have no intentions of becoming a vegan but i can make better choices as to what i eat and how they impact the environment or how they impact the lives of animals, you know? So if I'm going to eat a steak, right? I want to think like, oh, that steak was fed and raised humanely. It was slaughtered humanely. It lived a good life before it like became a meal for me. But the kind of, those kinds of meat products are, are typically pretty expensive. Mm. You know, like the free range cage-free eggs cost more than just the factory farm eggs. So it's the choices you make, like if you're going to consume meat to be like, I want ethically sourced animal products. 
if I'm going to consume animal products. And that way, to offset the cost, maybe you're eating less animal products. But when you do, you're, you know, using ethically mm-hmm. sourced products. And so part of a vegan experiment would be to like, come up with new food ideas, new recipes, you know, so that I'm consuming less meat, but the or meat and animal products, but the products that I am consuming, I can feel not guilty about consuming. I like and that. When you th- and when you think about like the environmental impacts, like how much land is devoted to animal feed to support like an omnivore or carnivore diet in humans, you know, and like when you think, oh yeah, they're clearing rainforests to build farms, to grow corn, to feed cattle, to make meat. You know, when you think of that kind of chain of events, then you can think um, veganism or vegetarianism is is an environmentally conscious decision. But also I enjoy animal products and I don't want to make that full commitment. So yeah. I'm going to, I'll report back as to what kind of new food things that I've created that are vegan. I bet it'll be, I bet you'll have fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Try new fun things. Try new fun food. (laughs) All mung beans and tofu for me. I hate tofu. When's the last time you had tofu? Or how have you had tofu? I've had it several different ways. I'm not a tofu fan, but that's okay. Yeah. It's hit or miss for me. I've had it and it's like, oh, it's good. And had it and they're like, hmm. Yeah. I just don't think it's my jam. But other people like it. I mean, I like some vegan food. I miss, <laughs> I would miss cream. Oh, yeah. Like, I love my Dairy. tomato soup. Yeah, cheese. Pork. I've noticed you can, so, I mean, part of it too, like, oh, you like creamy soup, right? Like, if you use, like, beans and certain beans really kind of break down really well and if you blend those then it creates like a creamy kind of texture so there's like ways to sort of replicate that creaminess that aren't using cream or coconut milk is a good like substitute in a lot of recipes stuff like that so that'd be fun explore it i'm not a big fan of milk anyway i prefer plant-based milks and semen (laughs) antibiotics that's my diet really for the next week Semen and antibiotics. Uh, I mean, I would assume you're already on a ton of those. Yeah, I am not. (laughs) You sick weirdo. (laughs) Well, darling. Well, darling. Hey, it's been fun catching up. I missed you. Um, I'm glad you're okay. And it's so nice to see you. Oh, one thing before I go. You can buy breast milk, apparently. All right. Well, I love you. Sweetie, darling, it's been fantastic i hope you spend the um your quarantine vacation part three or whatever being productive and okay. uh, making good life decisions and all I right cold, i hope your cold gets better me too all right all right i'll talk to you later yeah and everyone listening thank you for joining us and we will see you next time bye <laughs>